developed, created, and owned by James Pro Artistry Productions. Good day, perceptive readers. This is a James Pro Artistry Productions consultant moment. Over the past couple of days, we've talked about things such as uh, copyright content creators and the wages that they're worth. So let me reference once again, the Sage Relaxing Sips. The Sage Relaxing Sips number 10. Yes. And so I hope you've uh, taken a listen of that or uh, maybe you saw transcripts. And see, and that's what I'm about to mention now about uh, transcripts or copyright uh, writer community, poetry community, something that you are uh, may already know, but I'm just going to reference it again. There are agencies that, that work even on the international level. Uh, and, you know, I got to keep saying, boy, it's been many years, but over the past, you know, a uh, few months since we come into the year of this new year, uh, I, I've been having to recall uh, some accounts uh, that you can set up at times. So what? To actually protect your work. Now, granted, your work may still be plagiarized, as we know, and that's what many of you content creators have been um, frustrated about and things of that nature, even to the level of the titles, which I mentioned in the last Perceptive Readers or this Telegram app moment here, that you know, a person, yeah, they, they can even copy your title, uh, but then it goes into plagiarism if you put like your name with the title. Now they do that. Oh, <laughs> you have a case very quickly. You see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, they, you know, they have to give proper attribution or quote for fair use acts and things of that nature. But this is something else I still want to mention. There are agencies, there are agencies, and I used uh, one of them. Uh, I'll have to, like I say, go check my uh, my list of accounts and things of that nature, which I haven't looked at in a long, long, long time. But all those years ago, from the year of like 2010 to 2012, uh, the books, Product of Culture, Who Are the Cold Smells? Yes, I actually registered my product of culture or uh, books. At least I know the first one. I, I think I did all three of them, uh, but they are registered as mine. And how does that help you? Well, it helps you, you know, we talked about some persons uh, uh, saying, no, th this is my work. This goes far beyond them copying my titles. They they actually really did steal this whole body of work. Well, by you registering your writings, your books already with these different agencies. And I'll make sure that, like I said, I uh, I do some research over the next couple of days. So if I can find my account or what have you, um, uh, that it helps to show that, hey, you stand behind when you first created this work or guess what? Some other uh, class uh, that you've created or, or what have you, that this shows your work, your efforts, your intellectual property. Now, with that uh, being said, I still want you to know that it's not like you have to do it because really, if you're creating something and you already created it like a, a book or a story or what have you, 
just by you already putting pen to paper. Yep. You know, the moment you start writing it down or even storing it digitally, you see, that is already in the initial stage, a solid verification that it is yours, that is coming from your mind. But remember, uh, in order to get time stamps and things of that nature, which are very, very helpful, if you're going to, you know, pursue court of law or things of that nature, it is just very, once again, um, helpful, more than helpful, legally binding as well to already have uh, copyrighted your work by going through these different agencies, having it on file. And all you have to do is just send in your whole body uh, of work, your book or what have you. And then you'll get uh, some type of even um, ID stamped with it, etc. cetera. Um, like I said, I haven't looked at um, the ID or the um, registered work that's to me, James Lynch Jr. in more than 10 years, but uh, you know, it doesn't go away. It, 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 it's still there. If you was to look it up, I just have to tell you what agency it was registered, uh, what, but anybody who really want to know the product or culture, who are the cold smells, if it was ever just registered as my work anyway, belonging to James Lynch Jr. And I think I even put popbooks.com somehow associated with it um, somewhere in there. Uh, uh, then, you know, you, you could look it up. I just thought I'd, I'll share it with you because it's something you may want to do as well. Uh, uh, maybe uh, even videos can count into that now. And now there's one other item uh, uh, before I move on uh, to my day's activities. Is this. Uh, there are such things called public domain. You see pictures and images uh, that don't even really fall into the Fair Use Act anymore in a sense. Let me explain what I mean by this. Did you know, unless you have some, you know, music or otherwise uh, that is added to what they call like a catalog that is actually the masters and everything that I bought, you know, like the Beatles and, and um, well, yeah, you know, some people think about when I said Beatles, I think about how Michael Jackson had, I believe, bought their works and things of that nature. See, when things get on that level, even after 50 years, uh, you still would, it's my understanding, you would still have to pay royalties and things of that nature to that type of catalog or work. I, I don't know what um, category it really moves into so that you have to do that. But normal, but believe it or not, just normal everyday like uh, songs and and uh, other stuff that you know people have put out on that level. I do believe that even over uh, fifty years, if it hasn't gone through that registration type of process uh, to be categorized in that way, and like I told you, I can't remember what that name is called. Uh, you know, which is always considered connected with the masters. Uh, I think you can just you know, sing that stuff and covers and stuff like that without, you know, even formal permission anyway, and even sampling and things of that nature um, in your videos or what have you, because it's, I believe, like I said, it's been more than 50 years. Uh, I, I don't know if that really all, you know, applied to 
every type of book or anything that is out there either. But it was just something that that ran across my mind. And see, and along with that thought, and like I said, I'm coming to a conclusion on this, uh, speaking about royalty-free and do- and public domain items, uh, if you find out that somebody is using your images or pictures or this and that in this area, you know, and it's really important to you, make sure, hey, it can save you some time. Have already some type of um, uh, formal document or what happened. It doesn't mean uh, a, 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 a petition or subpoena type document. No, just actually asking the person um, uh, where did they get this image from or who they, you know, uh, got it from or something. Because let me tell you, there's a lot of royalty-free sites. And I heard of this happening even once. I don't really know uh, really what happened that way or something, but I said, oh, now this was interesting. But really, on some of these royalty sites, they actually have different images and videos that were placed up there, sample videos that says you can use this with no attribution. Yeah, you can use this or that with no attribution. And so some people, you know, like myself, sometimes I'll put attribution to somebody account who just said, you know, you don't even have to do it. It's just you see, um, you know, they're just trying to get their work out there. So make sure you always find out that first on where did this person get this um, image from or this work or this sampling, because you may find out. They were just at one of these royalty free sites or something that they even maybe have a membership would pay for what have you. And they were just, you know, using it because it was saying you can use this. See, so that's something else to consider. Now, is there a way to solve all of this type of uh, content creation, uh, uh, plagiarism and things of that nature? Yes, the tools are already they, they really are in place. They really are in place. But the whole point is there's some other factors going on right now. So that's why I just continue to encourage you right now. Hey, even people doing all this stuff to you, you keep developing your craft. You keep being the expert that you are and make no mistake about it. You keep good relations and connections with upright persons or what have you. Your stuff will still continue to go through uh, all the variety of search engines. I'm talking even the blockchain on that level. And hey, uh, people know who is who. I admit sometimes it takes time, but people are now seeing just how important it is at the very least that the proper attribution goes to whoever inspired this for that. I mean, Come on, we're dealing with reasonable persons here, or we're supposed to be. And I would say uh, legitimate and original writers and things of that nature, I would say they all down for that. You know. <laughs> anyway, ha- have a good day for yourself, the readers. Thank you for being here. You have just listened to the Perceptive Readers podcast. Remember, until next time, if you read something that encourages you to improve or enhance your life for the better, it becomes your reality.